This morning, I'm going to talk about something I know nothing about. Not that that's anything new, but at least I'm admitting it this time. Oh, I know about stress. I mean, we are in this message series called Stressed Out. And I can talk about stress because I've been stressed out. But there is one big area of stress that I have no experience in, and that's parenthood. I don't have kids, at least not yet. So perhaps I'm not qualified to speak on this subject. Maybe I don't have the credibility to do that. But I got to thinking, what if I waited until I was credible? Let's see, I'd have to wait at least nine months before I could have a kid. I'd have to raise a kid through early childhood and up through the teenage years and on to college. I'd have to wait to see what kind of person they turned out to be before I could claim any kind of credibility at all. And to really make sure, I'd have to wait until they got married and see how they treated their spouse and watch them raise kids of their own to see if I taught them well enough to pass it on to the next generation. So at the earliest, I might have credibility in what? 30 years? Well, forget all that. I'm not going to wait until 2037. So I'm just going to take my chances today and talk about parenthood. Besides, I do have some experience since I've spent 15 to 16 years of my ministry working with children and teenagers. I have a degree in youth ministry. I've worked in a nursery school. I've provided care for a couple of different autistic children. I do have some experience with children and with teens, just not as a parent. Plus, I've, I had some pretty good parents of my own to learn from. So if you'll accept that disclaimer, and let me talk about parenthood anyway, and how you can survive your kid's childhood, then let's get to it, okay? Because I want to give you, this morning, I want to give you six secrets for surviving your child's childhood. And the first thing that I would say that you need to do is this. You need to establish a spiritual foundation for your home. If you want to survive your child's childhood, you need to establish a spiritual foundation for your home. And I'm sure you, you would expect me to say something like that. After all, I am a pastor, and this is a sermon. But seriously, this will help you to reduce stress within your family. How? How will it do that? Well, when you have a spiritual foundation for your home, there can be a unity in spite of all the other differences that family members might have. There will be this one thing that you have in common, and that by itself will contribute greatly toward the stability of the home. A couple of months ago here at Sunrise, we talked about how the church is a kind of family. And we saw that our common faith means that we can have unity even in spite of all the differences there, that there are between people in the church. That's true in the church as a spiritual family, and it's also true for your actual family. Having a spiritual foundation for your home will bring unity and will reduce stress levels. Paul expressed that this way. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he said there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the Lord of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. And in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3, he said, Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, bonding yourselves together with peace. Now, doesn't that sound good? Wouldn't you want that kind of peace for your home? So how do you do that? How do you establish a spiritual foundation that will bring this kind of stability? Well, I'm glad you asked. 
Here's how you do it. You pray together. You talk about spiritual things and, and, and about issues of faith. You go out and you buy what's called a family devotional book with short readings for every day. And then you get together every morning or every evening and you read it. Get into the Bible and apply the principles you find there to your family. Trust that God knows what he's talking about and follow his instructions. And I've got to say this too. Make sure that you talk with your kids about their relationship with Jesus. Because going to church isn't going to determine their eternity. Being a good person isn't going to determine their eternity. Saying all the right things and doing all the right things isn't going to determine their eternity. Having parents who love Jesus is not going to determine their eternity. Their eternity is going to be determined by whether or not they personally have a relationship with Jesus. God doesn't have any grandchildren. Your kids can't inherit your faith. They have to receive Jesus firsthand. They have to receive Jesus by faith themselves. So talk with your kids about their relationship with Jesus. Make sure that they understand who he is and invite them to decide for themselves if they will live for him or not. And by the way, don't abdicate this responsibility to the church. You have to talk with them. Sure, we'll do our best to help and we'll try to teach them about Jesus. We will invite them to receive him into their lives and that will make a difference. But you have the greatest opportunity of all to impact your kids in this area. I mean, we have what? 25 minutes with them each week here at Sunrise? In Sunrise Express? Sure, we can have some influence. And maybe they will make some serious decisions here. That's our goal. That's our prayer. But their greatest influences will be their friends, their school, and you. So use your influence to impact them where it really matters, their eternity. Establish a spiritual foundation for your home. If you do that, it will greatly help you survive your child's childhood. Secondly, what you need to do is treasure your children and let them know it. You've got to treasure them. You've got to see them as a blessing, not a burden. Hey, when your kids know that you treasure them, that you love them, that you value them, then their self-esteem is going to be increased. They'll be more confident. They'll be more willing to cooperate with you. And there's a good chance, good chance that they'll reciprocate and treasure you too. And all that means that your family will operate more harmoniously, which means, in return, less stress. In Psalm 127, verse 3, it says, Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. And you've got to see them that way. You've got to see them as a gift, as a reward. You need to treasure them. So how do you do that? How do you treasure your children? How do you let them know that you treasure them? Well, you let them know it by showing it. You need to remember that love is spelt T-I-M-E. Time. You need to spend time together to show love. So do things together. Quantity of time is important. Don't cheat your kids of that time together with you. And also you should ask their opinions on things. They're a part of the family. So ask their opinions on things that impact the family. And listen to them. Value their input. 
and take it in, into consideration when making decisions. Now, that doesn't mean you have to always do what they say. You don't have to be ruled by them. But at least consider what they have to say. And once in a while, it wouldn't hurt if a, de if a decision did go their way. In Old Testament times, do you know one of the ways the fathers showed their sons that they were treasured? They would give them a blessing. They would call their sons together and they would pray over them or tell them what uh, the father would tell their son what he sees in their future uh, or he'd declare their support and belief in them. Uh, you can read about different people in the, in the Bible doing that. You can read about Noah doing that. Abraham did that. Isaac, Jacob. They all passed on a blessing to their sons. Now, I suspect that was a cultural thing. Uh, so, and, and the fathers did it with the sons in that culture. So I think it would be appropriate for you to do that with your daughters too. I don't think that would be an inappropriate use of a blessing. Plus, it generally happened when parents were old and were about to die. But I would suggest that you do it now and take advantage of key moments in the life of your kids. You know, their first day of school, uh, when they achieve something great, on their birthday, when they graduate from different classes. Just take those kinds of opportunities to sit down with them for a little while and speak some words of wisdom and encouragement into their lives. In fact, if I can suggest a book, you might want to pick up a copy of a book called The Blessing. That was written by John Trent and Gary Smalley. You can pick that up, check the library. They have a copy of it there that you can sign out. Uh, it would give you some great insight into the power of, of giving a blessing and showing your children that you treasure them. Number three, you need to recognize your child's uniqueness. Recognize their uniqueness because the truth is all children are unique. They learn in different ways. They have different interests. They excel in some areas and struggle in others. Their personalities are unique. And you need to recognize that. You need to understand it and you need to appreciate it. That will affect how you communicate with them and how you teach them and how you discipline them and how you encourage them. And let me just say a couple things about your child's uniqueness. The first thing is this. You need to be careful not to expect your child to, to fulfill all of your dreams for yourself. You know, the dreams that you might have had for your life that didn't come true. Don't expect your child to fulfill all of those dreams for you because they are unique. They have their own dreams. Let me give you an example. You hear fathers all the time who have high hopes of making it big in, say, the NHL, but they never did. And so they put pressure on their own kid to excel and to make up for their own failure. If you have some failed dreams for yourself, don't pressure your kids to make up for it. They have their own dreams. They have their own goals. Or if they don't now, they will. Plus, they have their own calling from God. Maybe you dreamed of your kid becoming a doctor, and that's a noble profession. But if God calls them toward a different career in life, encourage them to pursue it, whether it's as a pastor or as a missionary or a tap dancer. Whatever it is, if God is calling them to something, encourage them to pursue it, even if it means that they won't have all of the income or prestige or the comforts that you would wish for them. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6 in the New International Version says, Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. 
You'll notice that that verse says to train a child in the way he should go, not in the way that you should go or in the way that you want them to go, but in the way he should go. And I believe you can substitute the word she in there as well. Train up your child in the way that he or she should go, not in the way that you dreamed for yourself to go, but in the way they should go. Number four, understand that change is a necessary part of growing up. If you want to survive your child's childhood, you need to understand that change is a necessary part of their growing. Growing up is a process of maturing and self-discovery. Your kids are learning who they are and they're hopefully getting a little wiser and gaining some clarity for who they are and what they want out of life and they're discovering who God has made them to be. And all of that means change. That means that they'll become more responsible. Their plans and their goals may change from time to time. They'll gain the ability to make their own decisions. And there will come a time when they'll require a better answer than because I told you so. You know, one of the biggest challenges that causes the, the greatest stress in families is breaking away. As kids grow, they're going to start to break away from their parents. And that can, bring, that can mean a lot of stress for the parents. The kids are going to begin to assert some independence. And really, that's a good thing. It's a necessary thing. But it's a stressful thing, too. Your job is to not let it happen too fast, but to still let it happen. What the ideal rate is, I have no clue. But understand that they are going to want to break away. And that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Now, there will be tension as they want to break away faster and you want to hold on longer. And the balance is someplace in the middle. There will be tension and there will be stress. But as long as you understand what's happening and you understand that it's normal, that should help you to cope with the stress and prevent it from getting the best of you. Another change you're going to see is this. When a kid, let's say a daughter, when a daughter is a young child, they're going to be fairly close to the parent of the same gender, in this case, the mother. But as they enter into adolescence, they're going to start to cross-identify with the parent of the opposite gender, in this case, the father, and they'll become closer to them. And that can be a very difficult thing for the mother to, to suddenly not be the parent that the daughter always relates to, or for the father not to be the parent that the son relates to. But again, that's just a natural part of growing up that helps prepare kids for dating and for relating to the opposite sex. Can't say it helped me a whole lot, but there you go. The point is, change happens. Your darling little child will not always be your darling little child. They change, and so you have to change too in the way that you see them and how you relate to them. Number five. To survive your child's childhood, you need to provide boundaries and correction. Provide boundaries and correction. Now, here's something that becomes a hot topic from time to time. What rules do you have your kids, and how do you discipline them when they break those rules? We're in an era right now when some people believe that you shouldn't place any restrictions on children. I even know of parents who refuse to say the word no to their kids. And I appreciate what they're saying, but I think they're wrong. 
rules are vital. Your child needs to know that there are boundaries and that there are consequences for going beyond those boundaries. That's true in real life, and children need to learn that within the context of the family. And boundaries are important for other reasons, too. I asked around a little bit about what causes stress for parents, and one of the answers I got was this, worrying about their safety. Well, you'll never be able to guarantee their safety, but you can greatly increase their chances of being safe if you teach them about boundaries and if they learn that there are consequences for wrong actions. I agree wholeheartedly with what it says in Proverbs. In Proverbs chapter 13, verse 24, those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Those who love their children care enough to discipline them. So you've got to discipline your children. Now, I should also say that you should never retaliate and strike your child out of anger. But intentional, controlled, reasonable discipline is vital for your child's development and understanding of how to operate in this world. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, it says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Okay, so in other words, it says, don't mistreat them, don't abuse them, don't be too restrictive, don't be harsh and unreasonable, don't rule your home like a tyrant. Don't provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. And it goes on, it says, rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Okay, so don't mistreat them, but you do still need to discipline them and correct them. Don't go overboard but do provide necessary discipline and correction. Oh, and by the way, as they grow and as they mature, as they become more independent and more responsible and wiser, some of the boundaries you set for them need to increase. And they need to be given more room to move and to negotiate. They need more freedom. Simplistic example. Their bedtime can't always be 7 o'clock. Sorry. You're going to need to move it back to 8, and then 9, and then 10. And maybe at some point you'll get rid of it altogether. The boundaries you set are for their safety and are to guide them until they're mature enough to make some of those decisions for themselves. So you need to give them room to begin to make those decisions. Make sense? One more thing. If you want to survive your child's childhood, Set an example for them to follow. You know something? Your kids don't become what you say. They become what they see. The example you set for them speaks a lot louder than the words you say to them. Did you know that if a child grows up in a home and sees violence in the home, for example, the father abuses the mother, that kid is six times more likely to grow up and treat their spouse that same way. And if that kid experiences violence themselves, they don't just see it, but they experience it themselves, they're 12 times more likely to use violence with their own kids. Another example, if mom and dad both attend church, the child has a 72% likelihood to attend church as an adult themselves. If only dad goes to church, the likelihood that the kid will continue to attend church drops to 55%. If only mom attends, then it drops all the way down to 15%.
And if neither parent attends, then only 6% of those kids will grow up and become part of a church. You need to set an example for them to follow. Do you understand the influence that parents have on their kids? How the example they set impacts the people their kids become? What kind of example do you set? How do you talk when you're at home with your family? Do you handle each other with respect or with contempt? How do you blow off steam? Do you abuse any substances? How do you treat your spouse? How do you treat your children? What are your priorities? Does God play a prominent role in your life or have you reserved him just for when you come to church? Do you operate your life and and guide your family using scriptural principles or do you prefer to follow the principles of pride and selfishness and greed? What kind of example are you setting? You see, depending on what kind of example you set, you can avoid a lot of problems later on. A lot of problems that families encounter arise when kids begin to emulate the bad behavior that they see in mom and dad. And you can take a preemptive strike against all of those kinds of stresses that might arise if you set a good example now. Here's a couple of verses. These verses aren't necessarily about parenting, but I think they're very applicable for parenting. First of all, let's look at what Jesus said to his disciples. In John chapter 13, he said, I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Jesus set an example for his disciples. And if you are a parent, then your primary disciples are your children. Set an example for them to follow. And the Apostle Paul expressed a similar thought when he said this in 1 Corinthians 11. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Set an example for your kids to follow. So there you have it. Six secrets for surviving your child's childhood. Parents, what would happen if you applied all of these principles consistently? Do you see how they can help? They're not going to eliminate every problem and every stress that comes with parenting and they don't guarantee that everything will work out the way that you hope. But I do believe that these principles will greatly help. And I think that those of you who are already operating with these principles will attest to that. Parenting is a huge responsibility and it's a huge calling. I recognize that. But it's also a tremendous blessing and a wonderful opportunity. So let me encourage you parents this morning that if you're encountering a lot of resistance and stress, there is hope. You can survive your child's childhood. God's good and he will help you every step of the way.